Welcome to Torah Simacha for Parshas Dvarim. Within 24 hours this weekend, we're going to hear three echas. One in the Torah reading of Dvarim, Echa Esal Levadi. One in the Haftorah of Shabbos Chazon, Echa Haisal Lazona Keryon Ne'emana. And the Echa, of course, of Tisha B'Av. The Medrash connects these three Echas and says, they're like a noblewoman who had three guests. One she saw when she was at the height of her greatness, when she was most successful. One when she was failing, and the third after her downfall. Moshe Rabbeinu saw B'nai Yisrael at their greatest time, and he used the word Echa. Yeshayahu saw them when we were failing, and he used the word Echa. And Yermiyahu saw the downfall and wrote Echa. How can one word be appropriate for three totally different situations? How can Echa, the same word, be used to describe the heights B'nai Yisrael reached in the desert and their lowliness after the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash? I want to share with you something magnificent from the Maharal. The answer is, the very same quality that makes the Jewish people great also brings their downfall. B'nai Yisrael are B'nai Malachim, says the Maharal. Each one is royalty, which leads to self-importance, a sense of greatness, individuality, independence. And those same qualities are also at the root of stubbornness, aggression, and division. It's a refusal to bow down to someone else's point of view, to subjugate oneself before someone else. It comes from the same quality. Moshe Rabbeinu, even at the culmination of 40 years in the desert, at the gateway to Eretz Yisrael, he looked at Klal Yisrael and he saw Echa, the same quality that would lead to our downfall. Let's look at the Pasuk. Echa esa levadi tarchachem How, Echa, can I alone bear your troublesomeness, your burden, your bickering? Rashi says those words, the trouble, the burden, the bickering, they refer to the people's refusal to simply accept judgments of Bastin. As soon as someone saw that a case was going against him, he'd bring another witness and another. He'd keep pushing to win aggressively instead of humbly accepting a loss. This quality of self-importance, of stubbornness, independence, can be a great strength, and it also can be overused, leading to machlokas, to divisiveness, to destruction. The same word, Echa, is at the root of both our times of greatness and our downfall. We see this in our lives too. We know that each quality in our children, in ourselves, can be positive and negative. Every mila, every positive attribute, is also the root of a chisaron, an area of lacking. A child who is strong-willed and stubborn is also the child who will stand up and protect their siblings when everyone else is quiet. The same child who refuses to go to bed will refuse to go along with mindless peer pressure. A child who is frustratingly lazy and slow-moving can also be the one who is slow to anger, the one who has tremendous patience with other people. Each chisaron has a mila in it, and each mila has a chisaron too. As we head into Tisha B'av, a time when we want to restore relationships with each other and with Hashem, it's a good time to look for the mila. Every time we get annoyed or frustrated with our children, we can choose to look for the matching positive trait. They're there. It's the other side of the same coin. In the moment of frustration, we can find that same quality to admire. May Hashem do the same with us. Not see just our stubbornness that led to division, to destruction, but also our stubbornness to remain his nation, to keep trying to right our wrongs, 
and the stubbornness that keeps us waiting year after year for the Geula. May it come speedily.